Welcome, everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. We just finished worship. That was by Carrie Job Forever. And that song is so beautiful because it talks about how Jesus has risen and forever he is glorified. Forever he's lifted high. And that's what we need to fixate our eyes on, especially in these times. You know, it says in the um, Colossians chapter three, it says to focus on things above, not things beneath or things upon the earth. So um, I just encourage you guys, if you feel like you're having a, a, a day where you, you, you think you can't go anymore, or you think, you know, I, I can't get through this situation, fix your eyes on Jesus. That's the main thing. Fix your eyes on Jesus. It says in uh, Isaiah, I believe it's Isaiah 40, verse 29, it says, he gives power to the weak. And it says, those that don't have might, he increases their strength. And that's what I've been praying for myself. I'm like, Lord, I, I need to have your power because I'm weak without you. I can't do nothing of myself, just like the Lord Jesus can do nothing of the Father, right? If he was not in perfect harmony and communion with him. So um, I just want to welcome everybody here. And uh, we just welcome all different platforms across the world, all across different nations. We welcome you guys. We love you. God bless you. And I believe God has a word for you guys today. So uh, just come with open hearts, ready to receive, right? Um, before we jump into this segment, does anyone have any testimonies or anything they would like to share? Anybody? Well, if not, I do. So this past weekend, I actually went up to Payson well, we went to Payson to go get groceries at Walmart, and we have um, we stayed at a cabin in Pine just for the weekend. Uh, me, Kevin, my grandpa went, and my uncle and my aunt Steph went. But besides the fact, we went to Walmart, and it's just amazing, man. If you're if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you know your identity and your authority in Christ. God wants to speak to people everywhere. Don't matter where you are. Don't matter if you're at a gym. Don't matter if you're at the mall. Doesn't matter if you're at a car dealership. The Lord wants to speak to people. And God wants to use you as a vessel, as a conduit to really reach people. And the thing is, me and him were shopping, getting food and supplies. And we get up to this, the cash register and we meet this lady named Heather. And, you know, she, she kind of looked a little different, right? Like she had a lot of different color, eyeshadow. She had a bunch of gauges and piercings. But what's so good about the Lord is that he doesn't look in the outward appearance. He looks into the hearts of men and women. And he sees that there's something there. You know, I always tell people that we're not all God's children. We're all God's creation. But till we come born again, till we become adopted into the kingdom, when we're no longer orphans, that's when God really want to use his sons and daughters for his kingdom. So anyways, I instantly had a word of knowledge about migraines. And I kept hearing it in my spirit. I'm like, okay, migraines. So we're checking out and she was super nice, super friendly. And I said, hey, you know, do you deal with migraines? And she's like, I deal with them every day. She's like, they're so severe. They hurt so bad. It's sometimes I can't even get out of bed. And she was saying because of her thick hair and she's always had these migraines. And she's like, how, how, like, she didn't even ask me how you knew that, but she told me a different testimony that someone came up to her family 
and shared a word of knowledge, like of knowing something in her was going on in her family. And I said, well, God's doing the same thing for you right now. God knows. I said, I'm not a psychic. I'm not a fortune teller. I just know I hear the, the voice of my father and I hear his heart for people. And I just, and I literally get moved with compassion. You know, just like Jesus, when he healed the sick, he was moved with compassion. And so anyways, I said, hey, you know, I, I would love to pray for you. And, then, you know, you got to realize there's like four people behind us with cards. So like, what the heck's going on here? Like, hurry up. But guess what? The Lord doesn't care. Holy Spirit showed up. I grabbed her hands. And I truly believe that it was 100% gone. And um, it, it's amazing because then we stepped out of Walmart. And, you know, uh, Grandpa was holding my dog. And he's a big dog. You know, he's a 120-pound German Shepherd. So... You know, he was probably pretty much dragging my grandpa around. <laughs> yeah, he was walking my grandpa, you know. But anyways, we, we we're, we're getting stuff loaded into the truck. And this older man comes up and he says, oh, I used to have a dog like that. Just randomly in the parking lot. And the Lord told me, gave me another word of knowledge about him having cancer. So I go up to him. I talk to him. I said, hey, man, are you are you dealing Oh, before we did that, me and him both pulled some cash back because um, we were going to do something with it. I don't know. But I'm anyway, yeah, just know. having cash. But the Lord really convicted my heart to bless him. So I blessed him. You know, it, it says God so loved the world that he gave, right? He gave. So as Christians, we need to be a representat- representation of our father and have this radical generosity. That's what's going to change people because People don't always want to hear what you have to say. You know what I mean? But if you bless them, there's something that they get so captivated and they're actually their attention's on you. And then that's when Holy Spirit can move. And that's when you can, you know, say whatever the Holy Spirit wants to say to them. So anyways, we, we both blessed that man. And I said, hey, man, you have cancer, huh? Don't know this guy from Adam. And he's like, yeah, I have kidney cancer. And he's like, I... He's like, I just, I can't, um, I can't afford to um, go to the doctor right now. He's like, um, I lost everything in a fire and I'm living in my car in the parking lot of Walmart. Had no idea, had no idea what was going on. And the thing is, is that if we just listen to the Lord's voice and we just hear him clearly, he'll direct us step by step how to do it. You know what I mean? It's not like I need to come up with something. Just be led by the Holy Spirit. So we prayed, and then he gets behind him, and we start praying for him that this cancer would leave him. And I truly felt like warmth, like on my hands going into his his kidney area. And then he started to weep. So then I knew the love of God. I felt in his back and on my hand. I felt like kind of like pulsating. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, what's amazing is that God showed up in a parking lot not at church not in the walls right there in a parking lot and i prayed for him and i believe the lord completely healed him but also the lord gave me another word of knowledge about his night terrors because he was so traumatized to see his whole house on fire and pulling stuff out of his house that he lost everything and he said i can't go to sleep i can't fall asleep so i prayed for those night terrors to leave him and then his dog has he's a i think it was a she but it was a great dane it was a big dog, but had a baseball tumor on the right shoulder this big. And I told him, I said, well, God can heal my pets. He can do the same for you. 
God says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I will rebuke the enemy coming and trying to steal your crops, your land, your cattle. Well, I don't have cattle. I have a dog. So God will do the same because that's my possession. That's my ownership. So anyways, I prayed for his dog as well. So that that was kind of unique. But the moral of the story was to glorify God. And I thank God that God has given me an opportunity to reach people that maybe don't get reached. You know what I mean? People that society overlooks. You know what I mean? They're, they're kind of the rejects. But I always say this, and I learned this from Reinhard Bonnke. He says, the world's rejects are God's elects. I love that. The world's rejects are God's elects. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Um, <clears throat> does anybody else have any testimonies, anything they would like to share that God's done for them? If not, let's just jump into prayer. Let's come in agreement with me, guys. Father God, we just thank you for this time, for this fellowship, for this uh, holy communion, Lord. We thank you that you are the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you, Lord God, that you're the light upon all the earth. You're the Father of lights. And we give glory to your name today. Lord God, we thank you that your love never fails, that it's unconditional, that it's perpetually always chasing us down. We thank you that you're rich in mercy, Lord, that your amazing grace is transforming us to become sons and daughters for your kingdom. Father, I ask you that you would have your way, that this is not my podcast, this is not my Bible study, this belongs to you, but that you would possess me And that you would fill me and you would give me the words and utterance from the Holy Spirit to be a vessel poured out upon your throne. Lord God, I ask that every heart and every ear and every eye would be open today to receive your word. That Lord God, you'd use me as a mouthpiece to declare your glory. To preach your gospel amongst the nations. To do the great commission, Father. And I ask you, Jesus, I thank you for the freedom that you've given us through your blood, through your sacrifice, through your humility, your obedience to the Father. Holy Spirit, I ask you to have your way in this place, that you've come for three things, Holy Spirit, to convict of sin, of righteousness, and judgment. So Holy Spirit, I ask you that you would counsel us, that you would teach us, that you are the great advocate. I thank you, Lord, that you would just give me strength right now. Lord God, that you would bless each and every person here right now. That command the spirit of confusion and distractions, the spirit of the religious spirit to leave right now in Jesus' name. You have no part in here. This belongs to the Lord. This remnant belongs to the Lord. So we give the glory and honor and praise. We love you and ask you for all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. So the Lord's really put on my heart um, to talk about this particular um, this particular topic, I guess. And what I have named the title, or what God has given me the, to name the title, is Sons and Daughters for the Kingdom of God and the Outpouring of His Spirit. So that's the title for today. So if anybody has their Bible, anybody has... You know, their phones, whatever, you're welcome to follow along. If not, just sit here and, and just listen and uh, just 
we'll keep going. So I'm going to start at Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. So the Lord directed me to Ephesians chapter 5 because this particular chapter in Ephesians talks about action. Our action to walk in love. Our action to walk in wisdom. Our action to walk in light. And then it also talks about our relationship with Jesus as we're the bride of Christ. He's the groom. We're the body. He's the head. And I think it's, it's so powerful once you can start building your identity with the Lord. Because the thing is, if you don't know who you are in Christ, you'll have this identity crisis, per se. You'll have this identity crisis because if something bad happens your way and something is tremendous and catastrophic and all these other things that happen, you'll lose sight of who you are and what the Lord has called you to be. So let's jump in. Ephesians chapter five, verse one, it says the title walk in love. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. I love that. So the thing is, it even says in Romans chapter 12, we're supposed to be living sacrifices unto the Lord. What does that mean? Living sacrifice. That means I'm denying myself, my personal ambitions, my desires, the lust, um, greed, pride, all those things I am sacrificing so I can be a living sacrifice to the Lord. You see, it says for us to be imitators of God. God's made us in his image and now we're supposed to imitate him everywhere we go. At Walmart, at the grocery store, at the gym, at your office, wherever it is, the Lord's there. And we're supposed to be representatives. It says that we are ambassadors, ambassadors into the kingdom of God. Verse three, but fornication and all uncleansiness or covetousness, let it not be named among you as it is fitting for saints, as it as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talk nor court gesturing, which are not fitting, but rather give giving of thanks. So right here, I want to stop here because, you know, <clears throat> the Lord is telling the attributes that we shouldn't have because we've died to that old man and we've became a new creation in Christ. It says we have become a new creation in Christ. All old things pass away. All things become new. So the thing is, how do you get rid of filthy language? How do you get rid of court gesturing? That means like joking around, making fun of people. How do you get rid of fornication? How do you get rid of covenants? How do you get rid of envying your neighbor's wife or his truck or his whatever, right? We have to be renewed by the word of God, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when we get into this place where we let God's word wash over us and we become so saturated into the word of God, that's when we can get rooted into the vine. And who is the true vine? Jesus. And we're the branch and the father is the vine dresser. Verse five, for this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater 
has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So why I'm saying this is that for us to be true sons and daughters for the kingdom of God, right? Matthew chapter six, verse 33 says, but first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. For us to really know our inheritance, to us to really know our birthright as priests and kings and queens, we have to let go of the old person that keeps holding us down. We have to realize we've been adopted. We're no longer that person. Stop looking at things behind and start, start looking at things ahead, right? And the thing is, if we continue to live this way of habitual sin, perpetual sin, we won't inherit the kingdom. Because if you're truly born again and you're truly baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, you will be convicted of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And that's why I, I say these things because if we're not having this conviction of the Holy Spirit, are we really following the Lord? Are we really having the Spirit of, of the Lord descend upon us and lead us like he did with all the great men and women of God? Like Moses, like Jeremiah, like Ezekiel, all those mighty men, right? And Ruth, all of them. Verse six, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Remember that we have been transitioned from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light with the father of lights. So there's mercy there. Jesus still cries out mercy, mercy for all of us. And God's grace is his unmerited favor. That means God's grace gives us empowerment to change and become and conform into the image of his son, Jesus, right? And the thing is, once we get into this place, we need to continue not to live a life of sin. That's what it's saying. Let's not do, let's not be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, blatantly sinful. If you commit sin, you know, something, whatever the case is, repent. Be quick to repent. Ask the Lord for his mercy. Ask for the blood of Jesus to be poured upon you to make you, make your slight, excuse me, make your slate clean as white as snow, Right? And then just turn from it. But the thing is, this is talking about living a continuous lifestyle of fornicating, being unclean, mocking people, gambling, drinking, smoking, all that stuff that's all fit into that realm of sin, right? Okay. And then, right, the, the next verse says, therefore, do not be partakers with them. So if someone's committing you to sin or you're, you're around a group of friends that don't want to change, that they say they know God, they love Jesus, but their lives don't represent it, maybe you should get new friends, right? Doesn't it say in the book of Proverbs about choosing your friends wisely? I believe it says that. Choose your friends wisely. Choose the right counsel that you have. Because, you know, it always says, birds of a feather flock together, or you're only as good as the company you keep. So be, make sure that you're surrounded by a, a godly counsel. But, also, reach the lost, because they need that too. Yeah, I believe it's Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, can you read it? It's like the whole chapter. Okay, well then, Proverbs 23, if you guys want to look that up yourselves about... It's talking about like surrounding yourself 
with like certain people, you know, mm-hmm. like don't dine with the ruler and mm-hmm. you know, don't waste your breath on fools for they will despise the wise advice. That's powerful. Okay, verse eight. Now it says walk in light. So we we covered walk in love. Now we gotta walk in light. For you were once darkness, but now you are the light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to God, to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. I love that. So the thing is, the Lord's like, you have been transitioned, like I just talked about earlier, and now it's saying, if you are hanging out with people that are unfruitful, expose that in a sense where you're doing it in love and in light. See, the thing is, love doesn't compromise, right? Love doesn't seek its own. That's good. And love keeps no record of wrongs, right? And the thing is, we're there to love and be truthful to our brother and sister that is maybe living a life that's not aligning with God's word, but we're also supposed to illuminate what's going to happen, right? It says what you do in the dark will manifest itself in the light, right? You'll reap what you sow, right? And we got to really stay in that place that, you know what? Like, I, I will love someone enough to tell them the truth. Like, there was this man that I've been discipling and he reached out to me and he asked me for my honest opinion. And I asked him, I said, do you want my honest opinion? And he said, yeah. And I told him something that he didn't want to hear. And he was like, I don't know what to say. I'm out of words. But I said, hey, would you rather me tell you in love, in truth, because I'm looking out for your best interests? And he's like, yeah, I know. You're, you're right. You're right. So at the end of the day, they have their own decision. But we should not be fellowshipping with them. But we should also be in a place where we're walking in love and being the light of the world. Okay. Verse 12, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. What I just, what I just said, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. I'm going to keep carrying along because that's it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, walk in wisdom, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. I'm going to cover that. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. So for me, you know, I I had a radical encounter with Jesus and he completely changed my whole life. And I I haven't said like, God, can, can you fix the wrongs that I did? All the people that I hurt, all the people that I ended up hurting and they become hurt and now they're hurting other people by my actions. And God showed me the scripture that he would redeem that time that I was not following him, that I was not serving him, that I wasn't really being a a true Christian. You know, I grew up in the church. I got hurt by the church. I got hurt by people and all these things. But the thing is, that's not the Lord, though. Did Jesus hurt me? No, he didn't. So I really have to get in this place where I'm like, Lord, show me. 
how to walk this thing out. Help me to redeem the time that I've lost. And God has done tremendously amazing things since these past three years. So all the glory to Jesus because he gave me a chance. He showed me mercy and, and he uh, redeemed me. <clears throat> Verse 17, therefore do not, be wa- do not be unwise, but understand that the will of the Lord is do not be drunk with wine in which is dis- dissipation, sorry, dissipation, dissipation. I'm sorry, my, <laughs> my tongue's all blah, 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 but, um, but be filled with the spirit. Um, so I, I love this because that word means don't be wasteful. Don't be wasteful into being in excess with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, I know two brothers that are here right now that got filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's a game changer. It really changes things. And, you know, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you feel like, oh, I'm uncertain. Go before your father. You know, no one, no one laid hands on me to get baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus touched me in my office October 31st, 7.30 p.m., 2019, at my conference table at my work. No one else was there but him. So... God will meet you where you're at. <clears throat> Let's continue along. Speaking to, another, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, and making the melody in your heart to the Lord. So I heard like Nancy Dufresne, she was talking about how hymns, spiritual songs, and, and uh, psalms and hymns get you to a place where you say you're praying in the spirit, you're praying in tongues. When you start getting these spiritual songs and hymns, it like it hits you in a full throttle to get to that place in the presence of God. It gets you into a place where you, when you feel like you're stuck in prayer, those spiritual songs break through, mm-hmm. break that wall and the presence of God and the revelation of God and the wisdom of God starts to overflow you. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. <clears throat> giving thanks. And what I mean by this song too, doesn't always have to be like a, a, a spiritual song in tongues. It could be a song that God gives in your heart to sing to him. There's been many times where I'll have a song and I'll be like singing along like we do for worship. And God's like, turn that off. I want you to sing to me. I want to hear your voice. Just like Kevin loves to hear the voice of his daughter, Amaya. And she'll just make up songs and Jesus, but it's so beautiful. But that's how God sees us. God sees us like, wow, my son, my daughter singing to me out of a pure heart. And he loves that. Okay. Verse 20. And giving thanks. And giving thanks always for all things to God, the father in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. So always giving thanks. It says rejoice always, rejoice always. In any trial, situation, circumstance, season in your life, you give thanks to Jesus and the Father always. Always, it says. Doesn't matter if you're in a thunderstorm. Doesn't matter if you're in the cool day of spring. You know what I mean? You give thanks to the Lord always. Okay, does anyone have any questions before we jump into another chapter? All right, let's continue on. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Uh, this is, I'm telling you, Romans 8, Colossians 3, Philippians chapter 2, and there's one other scripture I'm forgetting. But those chapters have changed my life. I've read Romans 8 for probably 100 times, not even exaggerating, because God continuously speaks something different to me. I can read the same thing, but then I'll miss something. I'm like, wow, God, you're... God will illuminate that word so it penetrates your heart and it starts to root and then it will produce fruit out of you. Does that make sense? Okay. And I also have some scriptures, some uplifting scriptures I want to I share with you before we jump in here. It says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 4, The words of a man's mouth are deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. Think about that. We have deep waters within us, but when we yield to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, we'll become like a flowing brook that other people can drink out of. Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in it and are safe. So the people that are righteous, right? That means right standing. That means right relations with God. That means right living with God. We have this place where we can call refuge. And that's the Lord. He is our strong tower. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. I also said Isaiah 40, verse 29. He gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases their strength. Isn't that amazing? When you feel weak, God will give you power. When you have no more might to like, I can't do anything, Lord, I'm done. He increases your strength. If you call upon him, ask him. Oh, I have a lot. So let's let's jump. Let's jump over here before I get carried away. Okay. So we're talking about sonship and daughtership in the kingdom of God. For us to really access the power of God, miracle signs and wonders, right? Mm -hmm. We first need to know our identity and authority in Christ. See, God wants to trust you with his power. But if you don't have the character to walk out that power because it comes with a major responsibility. You will never be given. That's why most, I'm not gonna say most, some Christians are stagnant because they always want the power of God, but they never wanna submit to the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. They never want to grow in their identity or trust in the process as growing into a son and daughter into the kingdom of God to be given that power, right? That dunamis power. All right, Holy Spirit. Where do you want me to read? Okay, I'm going to start Romans chapter 8, verse 12. Okay. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. I'm going to jump to actually verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Now think about that. We have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same Holy Spirit. That means miracle signs and wonders are brewing in us and all we have to do is activate that power through faith. We have to activate that power through relationship with the Father. Mm -hmm. And once we can get to that place, you will see 
tremendous things that God will do for you and for other people's lives. That's the beauty of it. God has given us a five-fold ministry, but how about the people that are not in the five-fold ministry? God still wants to use you. You still have purpose. God has given you a created value and he's given you unmerit favor to do his will. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> okay, verse 14. This is one of, like, one of the, these are one of the verses that I pray to the Lord on a daily basis. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God or daughter of God. That means the true sons and daughters of God are led by His Spirit. Just for example, Walmart was led for Heather, was led for Bob, was led for whoever. I'm going to continue reading. Verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then heirs, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Now, what that is saying, to make it simple, is that we have been transitioned. We have been adopted. We're no longer orphans. We have become heirs to the kingdom of God and now joint heirs with Christ. And that if we just pick up our cross and follow him, we'll also be glorified with him. And the thing is, I love where it says the, the spirit bears witness with our spirit. That means there's this koinia, there's this seal of redemption, there's this seal of promise that literally binds with our spirit and becomes one. I always tell people it's like a marriage, right? It says, man, leave your father and mother and cleave to your wife and become one flesh. Well, guess what? When I become born again, I'm cleaving to the spirit of God and my spirit come together and we become one. And the thing is, that's the amazing part. So when you feel like, oh, God's not there or I don't feel the presence of God, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you because he can't. He can't. He's cleaved and joined as one with you. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation is eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. So think about that. When wherever we're at, all of creation is eagerly awaiting for us to manifest, the sons of God to manifest. And there's things that God does that's maybe not considered unorthodox. Like praying for someone in the street and they get miraculously healed. Or leading someone to the Lord and they have a full-on deliverance, snot coming out of the nose, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Or some lady's leg is growing out and she has hip surgery the next day at a QT gas station. Or outside your house. Lily, the great physician, shows up and he does surgery. And I love it. 
I, 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 oh, I crave just to let Holy Spirit unleash because Holy Spirit wants to, he wants to come out. He wants to be let loose. He wants to be at your workstation. He wants to be at the grocery store when you're talking to someone. Like, and then that doesn't have to be a full on like, whoa, like this huge encounter. Maybe it's just a word. Maybe it's just like, hey, do you know Jesus loves you? Oh, I don't think so. I think you're wrong. No, I know so. He truly loved me and he's no, and he's no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. Hey, would you let me pray for you? I feel like in my heart, like you're dealing with knee problem. How'd you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's the best one. How'd you know that? Oh, let me tell you why I know that. Let me share how I know that. Because I have a relationship with God. And I always say it's not religion. And that usually diffuses things. They usually like says, oh, okay. He's not gonna do a ritual and a dance and, you know what I mean? Do some smoke clouds around me like this. It's just Jesus. You know what I mean? I heard somebody say the other day that um, that Jesus did a lot of his healings, of course, walking around, but he did a lot like at festivals. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Like at parties, weddings, and that's how he did it. That's how he rolled. Yeah. And that's how he rolls now. Absolutely. And we're the representations of him, right? We're, we're, like we said in Ephesians chapter 5, we're imitators of God as dear children. Okay, verse 20. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, because of him who subjected, excuse me, subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs, Together until now. Not only that, but we also have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves, grown within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what, for, excuse me, for why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await for it with perseverance, right? So the, the definition, the biblical definition of faith is, it is the uh, substance of things not seen, the evidence of things hoped for, right? And that's what it's talking about, that we have this expectation that we're gonna see this come to fruition. We're gonna see this come to pass and that we're gonna see this manifest in our life. And the thing is, all of creation is groaning and laboring right now with birth pangs, with the COVID, with the war in Ukraine, with all these other unmoral, godly things that are happening across the world, right? Jesus is the answer to every solution. Financial problems, Jesus. Healing, Jesus. Salvation, Jesus. Fear, Perfect love casts out all fear, Jesus. Anxiety, depression, sadness, suicide, Jesus. Anger, malice, people that done you wrong, touched you wrong, Jesus. Oh, holy ghost, I feel you. That's amazing. Come on. Thank you, Lord. All right. Uh, Okay, where did I 
Guys, tell me where I'm at. Okay, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So God has given us his spirit to help us in our weakness. Whatever weakness that is, God's there to help you. And say you don't know what to pray. Holy Spirit's like, I got you. I'm going to intercede and I'm going to communicate with your father without even you being coherent of it. I'm going to tell you this thing and it's a little personal, but I think it will um, be enlightening. So I was like sleeping, right? Like dead asleep. And I woke up with my hands straight out like this. Woke up in the middle of the night. And I, and I heard myself like praying. And I was like, whoa, that was so weird. But I know like when I'm sleeping, Holy Spirit is awake. He's still glorifying the Father. He's still in communion with Jesus. He's still developing and, and, and creating this scroll within my heart to know the instructions of what I need to do next in my heart. For the Lord. Does that make sense? Okay. All right. Let's carry along. Um, verse 27. Now he who searches the hearts knows that the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So think about that. Jesus is on his throne right now, interceding for all of us, mm-hmm. praying to the father. I, I think that's so amazing because I'm like, you know, Jesus already completed it all, but Jesus is like, I'm still praying for my people, for my body, for my bride. Mm-hmm. Verse 28, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and to those who are called according to your purpose. So each believer, each born again believer, each Holy Spirit filled on fire believer has purpose. And God is working continuously in our good. And God is continuously wanting us to fulfill our purpose in him as we love him. And I love the song that says, the more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. And it's, it's being in that relationship. It's being in that relationship. Verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son that he might be the the firstborn among many brethren. That means God has predestined us to be adopted into his kingdom, to conform into the image of Jesus, to look like Jesus, represent Jesus here on this earth, and also, to break that down even more so, it says that we could be the firstborn. So that means you could be the first person in your family family lineage that gives her life to Jesus. And you get to be the first born to be a representation of Jesus and have a relationship with Jesus. That's the amazing thing. Because there's some people that don't know the Lord, never heard of Jesus or, or wherever the case is, but they become that first adopted person in many generations to give their life to Jesus. That's amazing. Glory to God. All right. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he's also called. So we've all been called. Whom he called, these he also justified. So we're justified through the redemption of Jesus. And whom he justified, he, these he also glorified. So with that process, we've been called by God. We accepted the call, right? It's like my Thea. She, God 
God called my Thea and, and he says, do you want to be part of my kingdom? She says, yes. Cool. Now she gets justified because all that sin is washed away through Jesus' blood. And now she also gets to be glorified with God because she's an heir. She's an heir to God. She has inheritance with Jesus. That's the beauty and the gift of salvation. Okay, I'm going to carry along. Got a little bit more time. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Nobody. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give all things. So what that's saying is that God's like, I've given you my son. What more will I not give you? What more can you ask of me that I will not give of you? I gave my beloved one and only son to die as a sacrifice for you. What, what do you want, Stephanie? Do you, do you want another bird? Do you want another car? Do you, what, what do you want? I, I, here, here. <clears throat> Okay, verse 33. Who shall bring charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. So think about that. When Tupac said, only God can judge me, it's true. But you don't really want God to judge you if you're not right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's, there's heaven or hell. I'm not going to preach anything else. I'm not trying to do fire and brimstone, but I'll tell you the truth in love. That Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes before the Father but through me. So I know that Jesus is the only way. Allah can't save you. Muhammad can't save you. Okay? Uh, Joseph Smith can't save you. Mary can't save you. Only Jesus. He paid the penalty. He paid the debt upon the cross. Glory to God. Verse 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or or nakedness or pearl or sword? That means that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Those people in Ukraine, I I, I pray for them. I pray for my brothers and sisters because guess what? The love of God has not stopped. Through bloodshed, through violence, through genocide, through war, through famine, through pestilence, through homelessness, through nakedness, God's love will never be stopped. His penetration will always touch you wherever you're at. As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That more than conquerors, what it means is continuously victorious. Continuously victorious. That means you ain't failing. That means you are, you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Verse 38. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate you From the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can stop you. 
Don't think if you feel like you're lost, you're abandoned, you're afraid, you don't know what to do. Call upon Jesus. And the love of God will be there. God truly loves us undescribably. Like I, I can't tell you how much God loves you. Even when you feel like you're so lost and you're way out there, the love of God is still crying and still running after you. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, I'm going to give you a, f- a few Bible verses. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given unto him. So God will not withhold his wisdom, his understanding, his revelation from you. He will give to everybody freely if they ask. And this is, I've been really depending on God's wisdom to know him more, to have a deeper relationship with him, to know who I am in Christ, to know my authority, my power, what God has given me. I love this one. James chapter one, verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation for which he has been approved. He will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Stick to the path. Do not let sin tempt you into a place of destruction. Keep your eyes on Jesus and he'll give you the crown of life because you love him and he's loved you first before you loved him. James chapter one, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation of shadow of turning. So think about that. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. It's from above. So he has that love. Like I was, remember I was telling Stephanie, What do you want? What perfect gift? What good gift can I give to you? Right here. Psalms 27 verse 14. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. So when you're not feeling like you're hearing God's voice or you you feel like God is, is tearing and he's taking forever. It says, wait upon the Lord and be of good courage and do not fret, right? Do not dismay. But he will strengthen your heart to keep desiring to seek him and call upon him and wait upon him. I think that's uh, a huge thing in the body of Christ is that we get like, if God doesn't answer our prayers, we're done. That's it. We've broken up. Or if God gives you a breakthrough, you get a breakup with him, right? So the thing is, we need to be in the place where God strengthen our heart to keep continuously seeking you. Help, help me to love you more, God. Help me, show me how to... Walk this thing out. I ask for your wisdom. So I'm just giving you the scriptures. <clears throat> James chapter one, verse 25. But he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So not, let's, let's not just hear with our ears and then forget about it later. Let's be doers of what God has told us to do. Let the Holy Spirit convict you and let Holy Spirit help you how to do God's will, how to do God's plan for your life, how to fulfill your purpose. Okay, verse Psalms 37, verse seven, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. 
So think about that. If you're not hearing the voice of the Lord or you feel like you're restless, you're tired, you're weak, it says to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. For in due time, he will exalt you. And it says to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. So rest in the Lord's finished work. Rest in the Lord's finished work upon that cross. He'll give you strength. And I'm going to share this with you because the Lord spoke to this to me today. And, the, and I asked the Lord, right, because I've, I've been like really seeking him wholeheartedly. I'm like, God, I, I need, like, I don't know how much more I can pray. I don't know how much more I can read my Bible. I don't know how many more sermons I can do. I don't know what else to do. I don't know how many worship songs I can sing to you. And I asked God, why is it so hard to seek you? Why is it so challenging to seek you? And this is what he responded to me. Not audibly, in my heart. Right? That, that small, gentle whisper at times of the Holy Spirit. He says, it's not hard to seek me. But if you seek me with your whole heart, you'll find me. Hmm. And then he said, surrender. <laughs> the Lord's teaching me things. God, God is teaching me things that I can't even. It's so difficult because God's like, I don't want you to. I don't want you to reach out to me like you've been doing. I want something new. Mm-hmm. My God, I don't know how to talk to you any other way. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I know this works, but see, I can get so complacent in the method that I know it works. Mm-hmm. That God wants my authenticity of my heart. He wants to know the real thoughts and the real motives of Christian. Even though he knows, he wants relationship, communion. That's what I I, I shared with somebody. God didn't make Adam to cast out demons, to raise the sick, to preach the gospel to the nations, to lay hands on the leopards first. He He raised and he made Adam for one reason, fellowship. That God would walk with Adam in the cool of the day of the garden. That's amazing. Remember that. He made us for fellowship first. Once we build the fellowship, we'll be able to do the Great Commission. Get in that place of just saying, God, teach me your way that I may find favor in your sight. Have your presence go before me. Show me your glory. And he will. That's all I have for you guys today. So. Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. So Maggie said, God wanted a family. That's what he wanted. Um, Does anybody have anything that they need any clarification on? Is there anything that any prayer request? Does anyone need healing? Does anyone need deliverance? Does anyone? Okay. What is it? Uh, My nephew. Uh Uh-huh. Like the drugs and stuff? Yeah, and he's been just scaring my sister. It's just really bad. It's really bad now. Okay. We'll pray for his deliverance. Does anybody else need um, anything before we just close out in prayer? Besides that. All right, let's just come in agreement. Father God, we just thank you for this time. We thank you that your word has been spoken. 
and that your word is powerful. It's alive, it's sharp, and it's active. That is sharper than any two-edged sword that pierces through bone and marrow that separates soul from spirit. Lord God, if there's anything that needs to be done in anybody's life here, that you would illuminate it, that you would expose it and you would have it manifest to the surface and that it could come before you in repentance. This is the goodness of God, what leads man to repentance. Father, I also come right now and I wanna give people the opportunity that don't know you to make that relationship with you. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna give you a format. If you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, that you believe that he died on the cross and that he was raised back to life and that he sitted at the right hand of the Father and you call upon the name of the Lord, it says in, in Romans chapter 10, it says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And ask the Lord to fill you with his Holy Spirit. And once you get that encounter, you'll become born again. It says, no one can inherit the kingdom of God unless they're born again of water and of spirit. So Lord, I ask you, whoever needs deliverance, whoever needs freedom, whoever needs redemption, be healed and whole and free in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you'd bless each and every one here. Whoever's dealing with ankle pain, I command that ankle pain to be healed and whole in Jesus' name. Every cartilage, every ligament be healed in Jesus' name. Any type of ro rotator cuff that's giving you agony and pain, be healed and whole in Jesus' name. I command you, rotator cuff, to be healed. Spirit of infirmity, leave him now in Jesus' name. If anyone's dealing with heart issues, be healed and whole in the mighty name of Jesus. Brand new heart, Lord. Brand new arteries, Lord that they'd be clean and cleansed by the blood of the lamb. We give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.